Oh, good morning, all you wild and crazy humans. I'm assuming you're listening to this at 3 a.m. when we initially post it. Please and thank you very much. Uh, you can probably tell from the title of this episode, we we get a little dark. This is still a comedy podcast. There are laughs to be had in the road ahead. <laughs> uh, but just a little warning up ahead, we do get into such topics as suicide. Uh, and if, uh, you know, you don't want to hear about that, uh, just, that's a heads up. But yeah, if you're struggling with, uh, depression, uh, thoughts of suicide, uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, uh, Crisis Center, their number is 800-273-8255. But I do think this uh, episode came out great. I think it's worth a listen. I, uh, I hope you enjoy it. Maybe learn, maybe laugh, maybe love. Uh, yeah, enjoy the episode. Tis the season for depression. Welcome, welcome to How Do We Human. That's the <laughs> podcast where we talk about all of the weird and uncomfortable micro moments in life. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Binning. I'm one of your hosts, Seven Cox. <laughs> this is an episode. Ooh, baby, it's a big oh, one. Yeah. We've been teasing it uh, for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, and what number says, hey, big episode, like 86? <laughs> We're not going to mess around with 150. No. God, no. Just going to drop it out of nowhere, 86. Yeah. A thoroughly even uh, number. Like yeah. my serotonin we... levels. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, we originally mentioned that we might fast track this episode based on the election. Uh, that's not why this episode's happening now. No. Uh, it's because of uh, a seasonal uh, depression. Yes. Uh, Those herbs and first, spices. Before we get depressed, I gotta know. Oh. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing okay. I'm coming off the the heels of a bombshell revelation that i wanted to share this felt like a weird thing <laughs> for me to have not caught on to until last night but at 32 years old this finally happened i have a memory from when i was a kiddo i was in the car we were outside my grandparents place and we were going home and my parents said that they had rented a movie. Now, for the most part, when the parents would say, hey, we rented a movie. Hey, family time. Let's watch that movie. Can't wait. Yeah. And they were like, oh, no, sorry. It's uh, it's uh, like an, ad <laughs> an adult movie. <laughs> it's an adult film. <laughs> but it's, an, it's a movie for grownups. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. what movie? They said it was Searching for Bobby Fisher. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I have not. It's a chess movie about chess, right. young chess prodigy. And is it, is Bobby Fisher, where is he? <laughs> yeah. is, that the, is that the Will Ferrell, Sherry O'Terry <laughs> sketch? <laughs> yes. Uh, and so they told me, because I'm also like, hey, the cover of this movie is a little boy sitting on the ground. 
Uh, I feel like I can relate to this. I've done that before. I've sat on the ground. And they told me, hey, kid, this movie, this is how my parents talk to me. Hey, kid. Hey, kid. This movie is rated R. You can't watch it with us. And I said, okay. And I never did. I never watched that movie until last night. Recently, I'd been getting into the Netflix miniseries, The Queen's Gambit, which is a very, okay. very, very good show. I really recommended it. And it's about chess, which made me think about that. And I was like, I'm going to watch Searching for Bobby Fischer. Guess what I found out? It's rated G. It's rated PG. <laughs> Searching for Bobby Fischer is rated PG. I was gaslighted <laughs> all these years. Into not watching a delightful movie uh, about a young chess prodigy uh, that I may or may not have enjoyed at the time, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to share that. That's uh, not often you get these revelations from childhood. That, oh my God, my parents just did. They wanted to watch a movie without me in the room. <laughs> How dare they? Uh, and I know they listen to this podcast, so I can't wait to hear their explanation. Please send it in the form of an iTunes review. <laughs> uh, Chris, how you doing? Tired. Mm. Um, I hear that. This is uh, the first time in a while where we're recording... Uh, after both you and I have worked yeah. during the day. Um, and I can't stop yawning. <laughs> yeah. I, this morning, I left uh, without my keys. I had to go back and get my keys. Uh-huh. I also, um, like, I, I take a backpack and I take a little, like, cooler lunchbox yeah. uh, to work. And I had... I got to my car after going back, getting my keys, then going back to my car. Then I realized I don't have my uh, cooler, <gasps> but I know, like, so I, I go back, open the fridge to get my food. I'm like, the food's not in there. <gasps> but my cooler is on the counter. I open it. There's no food in there. <clears throat> it's like, what did I do with my food? <laughs> um, so I... I take the cooler back down to the car and it, it turns out I had just tossed all of my lunch stuff into my backpack, just loose. Uh, I mean, in Ziploc bags and stuff, right. but, um, but yeah, so it was, it was a struggle this morning That's confusing. and we'll see if it's a struggle today <laughs> as we record. That's okay. But this episode's all about the struggle. Not, I can think of no better episode to be a little bit loopy for <laughs> oh, than absolutely. depression. <laughs> Gotta keep it light. Uh, maybe, probably not, but we'll, we'll probably see. not. We'll see what happens. We <laughs> did not talk about how serious this episode. No, should get, so <laughs> just funny. We'll see what happens because I think we've done that on previous episodes. Like, ah, uh, you know, like maybe we can lather up, but maybe don't get uh, too. How blah, serious blah, blah. do we want to get about spills? Yeah. <laughs> Oh no, I was no holds barred on that episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're just going in. We're going in uh, blind. Uh, I can't yeah. wait to talk yeah. about depression. <laughs> uh, I have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do too. That's my first note. <laughs> uh, and it seems like 
more and more people are coming to terms with the fact that they have it. Yeah. Um, it's still like a taboo kind of subject, I think. Like, you don't... It's becoming less of one. People are starting to become more open about talking about it. Yeah. But it's still kind of like a a subject where people are like, Ew, I don't, yeah. I don't know if I want to talk about this. Well, that's... Uh, that's I mean, that's one of my... Uh, things i wanted to talk about is like i i've i've dabbled <laughs> in depression for a very long time at this point uh and i you know it's a lot of work a lot of you know you go talk to a therapist i'm on medication now and i've i've got to a point a while ago like years ago where i'm like all right i'm just I'm good with this. This is a thing I deal with, and I want to be open and honest about it. But nobody, nobody wants to hear that. Right. <laughs> nobody yeah. wants those. Co- the quickest way to turn a room full of extroverts <laughs> to flip the tables. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk? Let's talk about my Zoloft. <laughs> <laughs> How that's working for me. Uh people don't want to have that conversation. Yeah, they I don't uh I don't understand why, I guess. Well, and that's the thing that bugs me about it. Cause, so yeah, obviously I'm talking in like a jokey manner right now, but like if I ever But like not that much. <laughs> but, uh, you know. <laughs> There's a level of truth. A sliver of truth. But, uh, like, if I bring that up in conversation, I don't know. I, I feel like that's not a crazy thing to just bring up as long as I'm not, like, bombarding people. It's like... You don't, like, uh, you know, clink your glass with your fork. Excuse me, everyone. Yeah, no. <laughs> but... I have an announcement about my Zoloft to me. Like, I feel like th- this isn't... I don't know if... I definitely missed things in our improv group for depression reasons. I don't know if I ever mentioned it in that group because you guys were all newer to me. Ah, But that's a good example of like a type of situation where it's like, yeah, I might just be down for the count today. (laughs) And I don't, I don't, I can't handle doing anything. And you should be able to just say that, you know, that's like if I had a cold, (laughs) be like, Hey guys, I have a cold. Okay, like you will make up other excuses <laughs> to not go right. to stuff. Why? Why? <laughs> why can't I use the real excuse? Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to make. I don't want to make other people awkward. Yeah, it's because I do remember, and I don't think um, you were alone in this in the improv group uh, in terms of. Uh, for lack of a better word, making up excuses <laughs> to hide whatever the real reason is that you didn't, you weren't going to be at practice or you weren't going to be at a show or whatever. Sure. Now, I will say, there, I, I feel like you're thinking about a few specifics. There were a few specific, like, wild-sounding excuses I used that were absolutely true. <laughs> oh, wild-sounding excuses, I am much more likely to believe. Those are always the true ones. <laughs> yeah. It's the generic ones that uh, that people would use that I uh, 
I don't know. The the time I was driving to a practice and everything was normal, and then halfway there, all of a sudden, my map told me it it jumped up from 10 minutes to two hours away. (laughs) I was like, "Uh, guys, (laughs) I'm not going to make it. (laughs) That happened. I don't want to sully my good name. (laughs) But yeah, it, it is like a... It is... People don't want to hear about it. No. And I think even... I I don't know if this is like a, you know, chicken or the egg situation where, like, people don't want to talk about it because they know people don't want to hear about it or if it's if it's flipped. Where which one caused the, the lack of communication? I, I always felt like it's a combination. <laughs> like a combination of like they don't know like if i if i were to say that something like oh yeah you know i've i borrow you know i deal with depression and xyz blah 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 the other person a doesn't know what to say to that because and that's kind of a thing not to distract myself too far because i'll forget what i'm about to say i already might have but like when you're younger (laughs) that's like as a kid that's a perfect example of something that you'll kind of be taught like you know don't don't ask anybody personal questions like that so we might just kind of get it in our head uh, that that's rude so then they're not prepared for it in that instance. It's sprung on them all of a sudden, and they feel like, oh, now I'm in a serious conversation. And me on the other side is like, no, it's not a serious conversation. I just am saying that. But I think the flip side of it is them not wanting to make me feel awkward about it. And it's just a snake eating its own tail, and then everybody leaves. <laughs> and the party is ruined. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the other thing um, that has uh, the other thing about depression. Oh, here we go. I think I'm going to forget what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's my turn. The tables have turned. Uh-huh. Um. Oh, is that there's like no? I think you're led to believe like there's a cure for it yeah when you're like younger you're like oh i just have to do this right and that'll make it go away or this has to happen in my life and that'll make it go away yeah um and it doesn't it's just an ongoing part of who you are forever yeah and it's learning how to manage it yeah it's just constant work and I will, for myself, advocate that, yeah, I'm new to the medication. I think I started taking it, like, when the podcast started or a little bit after this podcast started. Um, And it really helps me in a huge, huge noticeable way, which is awesome. But, (laughs) like, (laughs) it can be the stupidest shit sometimes. Like, yesterday, literally... And I, I <laughs> we might have uh, a sports episode, a sporto episode at some point. <laughs> so it sounds like a monologue. You- <laughs> <laughs> we'll find things for you to talk about. But uh, watching, I was watching the Seahawks game yesterday, and it just went 
oh so bad <laughs> and it was not supposed to go bad it was supposed to go well and it went terribly and like then i lost my fantasy football week <laughs> it's like that can be all it takes sometimes sometimes it's as simple as that for my brain to just fully revert to like well down 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 into the pits we go <laughs> climb under your blanket and <laughs> watch searching for bobby fisher <laughs> with your dog cuddling you uh yeah it's not a it's not a cure-all uh but it, it helps it's a tool to help uh with the the ongoing constant battle <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I just always felt like shit like that's so stupid. How? Why? Why do I let myself spiral like that for nothing? <laughs> yeah, that's the big question that I find myself coming back to frequently is like, I, at the start, like when I feel like, oh, we're going down. Yeah. We're going down that road again. There's that moment of like, hey, you don't do this it's this is nothing this is uh, what is about to happen is not going to help you in any way so let's try to avoid it and then we go down that road anyway and we're like oh no this is terrible i'm terrible everything's horrible (laughs) um and then eventually you come back out of it and you're like why did i do that that was nothing and i knew it was nothing going into it Mm -hmm. But I still made myself miserable. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's a, there's something to that. That's like I did a lot of work uh, with uh, cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, and there's a book I can recommend to everybody. How exciting! <laughs> but <laughs> which yeah. is very related to that and just like the way your brain talks to itself in situations where like. You can get an email and you read it a certain way and then you just go like, oh, well, that they had an attitude about this. So they're probably mad at me about X, Y, Z that I did a week ago and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't take out the trash. (laughs) You just start fucking going off. And it's just a, a process of like asking yourself all these questions and like recognizing what lies you're telling yourself and the more familiar you are with the ways that your brain kind of just makes up a lie to itself uh, helps you get ahead of that. But there's an element of as sick and fucked up and we're going to get twisted here. Look out. (laughs) Sick and fucked up as it sounds. There's a level of liking being down and in the dumps. Uh, not always on elaborate. Not always on the forefront of the, of the mind. At least for me, I've had those moments. It's in fact I did yesterday while I was headed down that path, <clears throat> and I'm going, yeah, this is what's happening, and that's stupid. I don't want to get depressed, but there's just a pull that's like, but it might feel better to just (laughs) give in and be depressed and do nothing and go to sleep (laughs) yeah i i mean i i kind of agree 
and I think I see what you're where you're coming from with that. Where like it's definitely as exhausting as, um, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, an episode sure. of depression can be. Um, it's it seems like it's more work sometimes to try to avoid it. Yeah from happening yeah, it's like uh, a, it's already there it's like a comfort thing almost where you're just like well this you know better what uh, what's that saying better the the enemy you know than the enemy you don't sure where you're just like well you know i've been doing this for 15 years or so i know i know how this works uh, i don't know what am i gonna do read that book again and meditate or go for a jog and eat healthy all the stuff that makes me feel good that's all work Mm -hmm. it's kind of easy and cozy to just get depressed (laughs) yeah yeah for sure um what because when i was in elementary school i think maybe middle school um for a short amount of time maybe a couple weeks maybe a couple months um my parents had me see a therapist and uh maybe take like uh antidepressants i'm not sure it might have just been therapy yeah um and then uh then we stopped what made you in your adult life (laughs) decide to pursue the therapy and the medication um the that was two separate things i'd say the therapy came about because of my previous employment which was just (laughs) just a job that really sucked the life out of me pretty literally (laughs) and uh, made everything else you know i don't know if you've ever had a job that just kind of like takes over your entire brain every waking moment you just wake up dreading going into work is that job uh so that that was where i started with like all right i've never done it i know i have these issues so this is a perfect time like i i'm the type of person that needs an excuse i have a very hard time just going because like i don't see Uh, subconsciously I don't see anxiety and depression as enough of a reason because I will always put other people ahead and go well other people are dealing with actual problems and traumas and familial situations and uh you know I don't have my my family's great and I'm uh happy quote unquote (laughs) and I don't know so yeah I needed I think I needed that I needed something that's just like all right, a little push. Um, but as far as the medication went, that was just... Uh, I'd always been anti-medication uh, because I, I think it's i think it's pretty common with creative types, not to call myself creative, <laughs> but with people who are interested in creating things that you go like, oh, well, this is me, especially related to, like, comedy or anything like that Comedy, if you have yeah. any aspiration Writing. to write or every writer is depressed exactly it's every comedian fucking, is depressed yeah Ernest Hemingway bullshit <laughs> it's like yeah you tell yourself this is who I am and I don't want to stifle that um 
but it turns out you can just take medication and still be the exact same person, just a lot less sad all the time. <laughs> Which is what I know. were you were anti antidepressants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, yeah, I was very so yeah, I was very against medication and then just a bunch of really sh- again, I I need that push. <laughs> a bunch of really really shitty things were happening in my life all at the same time. Which, when you're already depressed when everything's going good, the second shit takes a turn for the worse, is like, uh-oh, <laughs> this is this is bad now. Uh, so I was like, oh, what do I what do I have to lose? Let's take a crack at it. And yeah, took a couple of tries. First medication did not work very well, and I was clinching my jaw 24 hours a day for <laughs> four months. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm the same uh, as you where I um, need the excuse to totally. we'll, um, <clears throat> put other people ahead and be like, well, I it could be worse for me. Yeah, and so, I, so let's I wait just, for that. So let's wait for it to get worse. <laughs> yeah, it's, and I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure that I am even seeing the connection in my head. I'm just kind of free talking right now. But I wonder if there's any relation to... Uh, we were talking in a maybe the last episode or two episodes ago about uh, like self-deprecating sense of humor. Yes, uh, kind of normalizing that sort of talk about yourself. If maybe that is like a subconscious hammering in that, like, no, this is just you, you idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are a, a piece of shit. Yeah, duh, <laughs> duh. But that's a, that's another thing about uh, like talking about it in public. Is I feel like, I don't know, because I always lean towards humor, that any time I will mention it, I think it comes off as self-deprecating. Uh, like I'm trying to make a joke out of it. Because, I don't know, probably I am. <laughs> because <laughs> right. uh, I try to make everything into a joke. Uh, so, I don't know. Ech. I don't know that that sentence found an end. <laughs> but... <laughs> um. <clears throat> I'd like to discuss the types of people. I believe um, one of those uh, uh, scumbag Paul brothers <laughs> um, was the latest to have done this, oh. but certainly not the first. <clears throat> I'm talking about the people who are like, you're not depressed. You just have to get outside. Oh, <laughs> I yeah, I think I did see something about that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's the same with, not to blow this into other awful issues in the world, but it's just the same with every fucking bit. It's ignorance. It's just like, yeah, if you haven't experienced it, you don't fucking know what you're talking about. So why are you talking about it? (laughs) (laughs) Like, why? I don't know. Why? Why assume? <laughs> and the answer is because of social media, and because you're right. a very popular person, and everyone you're full, surrounded by yes men telling you like, yeah, you're oh, you yeah. say great things. Yeah, tweet that. <laughs> tweet that. That's good. Like that's good. People are gonna love you. But it's like, why would I like go to the 
I don't even. I, I was gonna try to name a NASCAR race. State <laughs> a NASCAR race, whatever one of them the might Indy be. The Indy Five Hundred. See, I don't think that's NASCAR. I think I know enough about NASCAR that I think those are different. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but how much? How much you think you know? About I think I know a little tiny bit. I'm gonna look it up while you're look talking. Look it up. I, I think is the Indy Five Hundred. <laughs> NASCAR. <laughs> I believe that's like a different racing federation or something. This is very exciting. <laughs> oh, you know oh, what? Did I do it? You might be right. Yeah! <laughs> uh, I don't want to uh, read into this too much, so I'm just going to read the first sentence I see, <laughs> which seems to clarify that uh, they're different. <sighs> Uh, similar to NASCAR's Daytona 500, Ah, the Indianapolis 500 is typically held early in the IndyCar series season. Why do we need multiple car races? Gotta have them. Hey, we're both, uh, we're both car racing fans now. We watched Ford v. Ferrari once and never looked back. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Anyway. I'm pretty sure that was not NASCAR. (laughs) That was not NASCAR. That was that European one. <laughs> I know people who are car people. I am not car people. <laughs> I'm not car people. I'm not sports people. I'm sp- I'm a sport. I am depression. I, I, we're in our. That's why we're talking about this. What I was going to say. <laughs> Now I have the correct information. It's like, it, why would I go walk into the Daytona 500 and just start telling people, well, this person's going to win because Laird Hamilton <laughs> is going to win because he's a name I've heard of before. So listen to me, everybody. <laughs> like, no, no one would listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> they would have no reason to. Ugh. Yeah. No. There's an element of getting outside. There's an element of exercising. Like, yeah, these are all good things to do, and they can make you feel better, but it's not a, a complete halt. Like, great, you're never gonna be sad again. <laughs> no. Exactly. It comes back to, like, there is no cure for it's it. It's just a genuine uh, chemical imbalance in the brain. Uh, and I, like you were saying, I feel like a lot of fucking people have it these days, and I feel like social media is helping to <laughs> make that happen. <laughs> yeah, you mean helping cause yes. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 I agree. Um, I, I don't know if seeing the... Um, Paul brothers lose everything they have uh, and then have to be dirt poor and try to get a job with their low IQs. I don't know if that'd be a cure for my depression, but I'm willing to give it a shot. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I do think social media is making it worse. Is there, I I know you mentioned like, oh, your sports team not (sighs) performing to your hopes and dreams can trigger it. Is is there um, something in your life that you know triggers it the most? Hmm. No. <laughs> I'm trying to think. 
I don't, huh. I guess I've never really, like, nothing obvious enough. Uh, or maybe I do. I mean, what? Here's the problem with do, trying to do this episode and trying to, like, dig deep into it. It's like, yeah. I got some, I got some, like, real repressed shit <laughs> nothing like horrifying or anything but like i've just i'm realizing as i get older like there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff i gotta work through in my head and it's very it, i mean it's like this is what people target when people actually have like real real traumas and they like push it out of their head like your brain tries to protect you from shit like this so i'm literally finding no i can't <laughs> i can't bring up anything right now <laughs> yeah no i i'm in a similar boat but it's like it's thoughts it's it's a thought process it's a thought spiral much more so than any external triggers um yeah yeah, I don't know. Just that good old negative thinking. It's tough because, uh, like you mentioned, um, like it's difficult to bring up <clears throat> stuff. Um, that's part of, I think, been my hesitation, I guess, with trying to find a therapist. Yeah. One, it seems like a lot of work to find a therapist. and like, I just don't. That's, so, yeah. <laughs> that's like that's just not uh something I want to put effort <laughs> into because it already like exhausts me even <laughs> even if I think it would help me right. it just seems exhausting. Yeah. Then I'd be afraid like oh I wouldn't want to share things. Yeah. And then third, I feel like I'm very aware uh, acutely aware of a lot of my faults <clears throat> and um i think several reasons for them yeah uh existing um and i think i have perhaps an uh ignorant view of what therapy is <laughs> because i feel like oh why should i pay to go to a therapist when I feel in my heart of hearts that I um, like know the answers, you know, <laughs> like, oh, I think I do th this because of this past thing, or I have a hang up with this, so it creates this. Yeah. Like, I know it, uh, but I'm still sad. I. <laughs> I'm I am in a very similar boat. I not to pat myself on the back, but literally had my third. We're just sharing boats my, yeah, all day long. Yeah, share boats. Uh, <laughs> it's a little swan boat. Yeah, a little depressed swan. <laughs> Ugly duckling. Mm. Ugly duckling. The most depressed swan. Uh, famously depressed. Famously. Swan. <laughs> but my uh, first therapist, I had uh basically said that to me <laughs> like was like you're you are much more aware of what's going on with you than most of my patients <laughs> I'm like uh, oh. i thought that was the case <laughs> it's like yeah but it's I, maybe that's maybe that's a reason for me to to sign up positive for it, so affirmation yeah <laughs> like 
Hey, you are very aware of what is going on. But uh, so I would Thank say, you for paying me for this. <laughs> having gone through it and feeling that way a little bit, there is a level of that that makes you go like, eh, "Is this worth it?" But it's it's that that is not. There are multiple reasons to go to therapy, and that's. That's like the TV reason is <laughs> like, I don't have any clue why I am sad or why is the court is making me come here. <laughs> 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 but like the, I mean, at the end of the day, it's invaluable to have a very, very smart, very educated person in that field to talk to about anything going on in your life. And once you've like, you've interviewed them and you've found a match, because that's really what the process is. It's like dating. You got to find a match, find a partner and you find someone that you're like, yeah, I like this person. I, I can, I feel comfortable talking with them. It fucking rules. It's so nice. And, and it's, you know, patient, doctor, confidentiality. They can't say anything to anybody so you can just talk about whatever you can talk about those insane thoughts you're having all the time and the the murderous scribblings you're written on your wall behind you there <laughs> oh oh i just meant to take those down oh well before we started recording uh, well it's a nice color palette you chose though uh, yeah, so, yeah lots of reds <laughs> Uh, it just stands out. But yeah, so I will always, I, I think everyone should go to therapy at least once in their life, if not just all the time. But uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not going right now uh, because I'm recording this podcast, <laughs> but also just right now in general. I am going right now. <laughs> This is my therapy. <laughs> because, as I believe I disclosed on a previous episode, my previous therapist <laughs> essentially fired me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I told that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible. But, uh, hey, yeah, she, she, was, she was all right. She gave me some, some good wisdom. Um, it helps. And, and, and I, I, there's also just like a part of it is even here's here's the thing it's that it's that we know our brains we know it we know our brains are lying to us but your brain is lying to you <laughs> right even though you know it it's still doing it and you believe it 80 percent of the time and you just go down that fucking spiral like in any moment like just having a person to talk to who can be like okay here's what it's like it's like uh getting a coat or a what do, what do you call it uh <laughs> i'm clearly so in shape personal God, trainer help me out here <laughs> but you get a personal trainer people who are like yeah i'm like fit and in shape enough and i know how to work out i know that i need to i've got a gut and i need to stop eating sugar and you know run and do push-ups and i could do that but i'm paying this person because they actually know exactly what i can do and they're gonna kick me into gear to make sure i do it uh yeah it's your it's your backup uh yeah i recommend it but yes finding a therapist sucks particularly in la <laughs> yeah um which is weird because la i think is a maybe it's because a lot of people are in denial but um la is one of the more depressed yeah 
cities i think i mean yeah just uh, the entertainment industry is <laughs> so, yeah a lot of rejected actors and writers <laughs> yes <clears throat> has um, a therapist ever given you a little nugget of wisdom that you were like you are way off base <laughs> First, I thought you were going to ask me if a therapist had ever given me their screenplay to read. (laughs) (laughs) Have they? Um, no. It's about you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I wouldn't say so. Because, and that's another case of like... That's another like TV therapy thing. Yeah, that's a case. Is like you get told something and you're like... No. Because unless, except for like the Sopranos, <laughs> which is like, hey, he found a good therapist and they're helping each other, and and then you know murders happen. <laughs> but, right. but like generally on TV, it's much funnier to have a terrible therapist. <laughs> so, like in real life, like, yeah, that would be a really shitty therapist if they were listening to me so poorly <laughs> that they just gave me some batshit advice. <laughs> uh, most of, I, I, that's that's maybe a, a misconception is like, yeah, like most of their job is listening. It's just you talking, just making you talk. And they're just listening. They're taking notes. Uh, yeah, it's a friendly little conversation after that. The other big <clears throat> concern that I would have going to therapy, and, uh, you know, we've been sharing a lot of these swan boats today, Evan. <laughs> Maybe this will be a, a yet another oh, one. Good. I'd be really concerned that although I would be uh, being honest in yeah. what I'm telling my therapist... I'd be trying to make it funny. <laughs> That's fine. I, I, oh, my therapist fucking loved me. <laughs> I'm hysterical. I could always make her laugh. And I, I, I have to assume therapists are aware of people like us, especially in LA. <laughs> sure, yeah. I'm sure they get a lot of clients that, like, that's, it's not an uncommon thing to just be like, I hide all of my pain with laughter. <laughs> this is not, this is not fully weird, particularly in Los Angeles. So I, I think most doctors should be ready for that. But yeah. again, yeah, it's all a matter of finding the right person. Person and it's hard to do. Uh, genuinely, both. I've only seen two therapists. Well, and I, <laughs> I, I guess that's a different thing. I have a psychiatrist, so I do currently have a psychiatrist who gives me what my is medication. The Psychiatrists. <laughs> hello. Uh, so a psychologist is basically a therapist, which is what you're mostly talking about for the most part, and okay. they're there to like talk and observe you and just have a conversation see where you're at kind of help you out a psychiatrist does a little bit of that but is mostly there to just gauge your how you're doing and uh deal with what you're experiencing with medication uh so they'll i i talk to him once every three months basically It's it's at that level so it's like i've got uh my meds i take my meds i think next month i'll talk to him again and he'll be like how's it going now and i'll be like either it's going good or ah, they're not it's not working 
quite as well as it was, which I am kind of on that verge right now. I'm not sure. Mm. We've been through the election really fucked me up, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a real stressful time, much less COVID numbers are going up. Uh, There's just been a lot of shit going on, and I've been I've repressed into being very or regressed into being very anxious and very depressed. And I'm like, is the medication just not working as well? And I need to double up my dosage or is this just natural? Like, yeah, we all feel this way right now. <laughs> Shit's bad. Yeah. I, I do think that there's definitely a level of, no, we all feel this yeah, way right now. I'm trying to hold uh, off. Well, on... maybe not all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of uh, going back to people who are ignorant. Yes. Um, I, uh, I told you off mic last uh, time we recorded, maybe the time before that, that I've been compiling a bunch of, like, events that happened in 2020 oh to, like, yeah edit them all together yeah and oh my god yeah. <laughs> it's i was hoping it would be like a movie trailer length amount of things but there's just too much stuff it's yeah it's a lot and that's a that's a tough road i i, I don't want to go uh too into details because we're uh, it is a very jokey podcast and it's not a very jokey topic but i had made a very serious short documentary probably six or seven years ago at this point and like yeah pull pulling clips and editing yes. and it takes so much work and when you're just your entire day is just sifting through horrible things it's it that i mean that was a, a really great project to work on and i want to plug it but i feel weird about that because <laughs> so, <laughs> i'm laughing and it feels inappropriate but uh yeah um yeah that was that's the most depressed i've ever felt in my life was it was a solid like three months of my life of just pouring through really really dark sad stuff uh, and yeah that uh, fucking weighs on you oh yeah i wouldn't want to work in actual news <laughs> that would be hard <laughs> no. uh i'd like to um you know, this isn't a super jokey topic. We are a jokey podcast. I'd yes. like to quickly hold our heads underwater um, to to push us down into a a deeper point. Yeah. Um, swirlies. Swirlies. <laughs> um, what is the worst your depression has ever gotten maybe not why it got that way but what do you remember feeling and what i'm hinting at <laughs> is have you ever <gasps> contemplated <gasps> suicide damn we're getting there <laughs> yeah i figured episode 86 hey we've been teasing this one for a while <laughs> uh, uh... Uh, I, th this might be a thing I cut out, but it might be a thing I leave in. But because we, we joked about that on, on up top, but now that we're talking about suicide, like '86 actually is kind of a funny, awkward episode for this to be. Like someone '86 to themselves. 
Oh, I have never heard that in my life. You never life. heard? That's a no. that's a term for killing yourself. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> so uh, probably... I guess that's staying in the episode. <laughs> uh, or uh, rolling back to trying to sound smart. I don't know the right phrase. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've um, never heard that in my life. Should we? Shall we verify it? We've the, been uh, on a verifying kick lately. <laughs> let's, yeah. let's verify. That's but but I think about I recording think... these over Skype uh, is we can very easily. Yeah. Not that we didn't have our phones next to us when we were recording, but there's just something about using your computer to okay, record so... <laughs> and then being able to look at it. It's just like you're you're there. You're you're with it. We're already with the computers. So yeah. it, it means yeah, eighty sixth means to get rid of originally for killing someone, the phrase eighty miles out and six feet under <laughs> is eighty sixth. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean eighty miles out is still not part of the phrase that I've heard. I've heard six feet under. <laughs> six, well yeah, that's just that's just funeral homes. Right. <laughs> Uh, and I love to frequent those. I know you do. Uh, it's also a thing you wrote on your back wall. I like to frequent. <laughs> I homes. like to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I want to make I... it easy for the cops when they raid my apartment. <laughs> Where did he like to go? Uh, there's this note that says I like to frequent funeral homes. <laughs> uh, but let me not deflect the question any further, because <laughs> that's <laughs> that's my style. Because uh, it makes me uncomfortable. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, no, for sure. When I, I was a teenager, that was close. That's <laughs> a close one. Uh, nothing too intense, but. Yeah, that was definitely on the brain, and fleetingly here and then as a as an adult, um, but not for the most part. No uh, sense uh, being an adult. Just like a few moments related to that. Uh, so like a bunch of negative shit happening that where I was like, I gotta try. That was also a part of like I'm familiar enough with this feeling. That I know that, and I know that this is a bad thing. I don't actually want this, <laughs> which is a good reason to be like, "Hey, let's try something else," um, and not to. Uh, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you the same fucking question because <laughs> you put me here. <laughs> but, um, but I do want to say the other. Oh yeah, the initial uh, question you asked, like if I remembered the most depressed I had been. Uh, oddly but i i guess people kind of know that's a side effect of it when you go from nothing to starting taking certain antidepressants you're very likely going to be very depressed <laughs> in that time period okay. as your brain gets used to these extra chemicals so there was a good two week period where i'm like i'm hanging on i know this is I know this is going to start helping at some point, but, like, that that was dark. Not, like, suicidal, just, like, I did... I hardly left my bed for two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so that was fun. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Next question. No, you uh, son of, of a bitch. <laughs> Of course I am. You tricked um, me. <laughs> Let's get into this swan boat, too, together. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, 
uh, no, I also when I was a teenager, um, there was the thought of uh, suicide for sure. Um, I uh, it's weird because I don't really remember what was triggering it. Yeah. Um, like there's nothing I can point to of being like this happened, and so then I thought about yeah, yeah. Uh, about suicide. There's nothing like that. Um, I think it was just kind of like a an overwhelming sense of confusion and dread, probably. Yeah. Dread's um, a good word. I remember um, unloading the dishwasher and there being like, you know, a big knife in there. And I remember looking at it and being like, I mean, the this this could be it yeah um but i my dad told me a story when i was younger so before this dishwasher thing happened i my dad had told me a story of somebody that he used to work with who had thought about um who had thought about and decided to uh commit suicide so he waited for his wife to leave and she was on, on her way to work and she was taking the kids to school and he um, had decided he was going to slit his wrists and so he went into the garage because he didn't want to make a mess in the house and then he got a bucket because he didn't want to make a mess for somebody to clean up in the garage and so he uh, he had cut himself with the knife on his wrists um, and then was just kind of sitting there like waiting for the blood to rush yeah. out and it was at that moment that he his mind and his body were like oh no 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 we do not want this yeah um and so i think about that uh or i thought about that at that time yeah and that was kind of like a oh a, a way to to pull myself back out of it Just... and i still think about that every now and then because like you yeah. said there are every now and then there's like a fleeting thought of like Oh, what if I uh, jumped off this bridge right now? Exactly. Like, yeah. What if that... I got in a car? What if I drove my car <laughs> over here? Yeah, I think that's the level of it. People don't, unless you have experienced it, don't get that. Yeah, like yeah. When when I was a teenager, there it was very like, oh, I'm so sad and depressed about X, Y, and Z, and well, maybe blah 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 blah. And, like, now now as an adult, it is just weird little, like, like, hey, that could happen. <laughs> Don't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the way that I think it, it is now. Of like, that could happen. This could be the way that I go. Yeah. Um, there's also, to tie it back to movies and TV, <laughs> like we love to do. Gotta. Uh, there, it's weirdly romanticized oh, in yeah. a way. Yeah. Um, like it's it's never played for like it's definitely never played for laughs I don't think but um, <laughs> I'm sure there's an example of somebody I'm doing sure. it in poor taste <laughs> um, but I like there's it's never it it's always like a, a sad moment but then you see like oh how they, sad everybody yeah. is and how how much uh, they all love the the person that did it and but that kind of tricks you. Yeah. Into thinking like, oh, well, this would me. be, yeah. So everybody like me, they just don't want yeah. to tell me about it. 
Right. No, I mean, that was a lot of, even modern media, that was a lot of the the blowback on that 13 Reasons Why show. I never watched, but that Netflix show. Uh, Yeah. I never watched it either. I heard, I've seen clips from it, uh, especially the, after the first season. Uh, And man, those writers are trying to tackle a lot of different issues. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's very... The clips that I've seen remind me of the fictionalized version of the social dilemma that is happening sure, uh, yeah. <laughs> alongside the interviews. Yeah. It's uh, it's that kind of stuff. Gotcha. But I do agree that there is... Um, it, it's tough because you don't want to say, like, hey, you can never have this in a movie or tv show right because it is a thing that does happen in life yeah but there is like it's a it's a tread lightly yeah kind of thing yeah i don't know that's uh that (laughs) very difficult line and like i love just film and music same with music there were a lot of cases like the there was that famous i think it was ozzy osbourne the mother tried to sue him because of a lyric in his song uh convinced her son he needed to commit suicide and it's like well ah where do you where do you draw that line (laughs) are you not allowed to mention that in a song i I like to say yeah you're able to mention whatever the fuck you want and whatever the fuck you want and people can listen to it or not but yeah yeah i don't know it's tough i'm not the genius to figure out (laughs) what to do about that but it's definitely a thing it's uh yeah oh media (laughs) Well, we're, we gotta we gotta start start winding this thing down. But uh, one last thing I wanted to talk about because uh, so next week, as we're going through our maybe this didn't feel as festive <laughs> as some of our holiday episodes. <laughs> we're about to get festive as fuck. <laughs> but uh, we're gonna be doing another bracket. We're gonna be going through uh, finding out what the best Christmas song is. But in going through songs for those uh, those upcoming episodes, uh, we talked a little bit about I oh, I love 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 sad Christmas songs, and you are a, mm-hmm. you're a happy Christmas song boy. I'm a happy Christmas boy, uh, and that's been a weird thing with me all my life is realizing that like we were talking about how like oh are you is your depression triggered by anything most people I know like sad movies or sad music makes them sad. <laughs> and that is not the case with me. I I listen to sad music constantly and it makes me happy. Or I, I like the feeling of being sad, if that makes sense. Not in a depression way, but like watching a movie that I know makes me cry is a positive yeah for me and i listen to elliot smith and the cure or whatever all the time and a lot of people i know are like no that's i can only listen to the elliot smith when i'm in a specific mood or something like that so i'm, I'm just here to ask you am i only happy when it rains 
I tell you what, that was worth the walk. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I do like it when it rains. Uh, genuinely, I do enjoy I do rainy too. weather. <laughs> what I don't like is when it kicks up dust and fucks with my allergies. But I like the smell. And your vocabulary word for the day is petrichor. <laughs> that is the name of the smell of the first rain kicking up dust from the streets. Wow. I... You know, petrichor. I did not know that that was a word. Mm, isn't that cool? That's so cool. <laughs> what have we learned oh. besides that? Of I mean... What a what a lesson there to That was a great thing we learned. Petricor. Tell everybody you know. Uh we learned a lot about us, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh you learned you learned what it's really like to see a therapist. <laughs> yeah. Uh and uh, I learned uh uh Indy five hundred. We learned that's not NASCAR. That's not NASCAR. Hashtag not my NASCAR. <laughs> Not my NASCAR. <laughs> uh, I will throw out the this. If if anybody is like where you are right now, like I want want quote unquote, or like I there's some part of me that's like I feel like I should be seeing a therapist, but yeah. going through that same cycle, realize like because it was so long that I was trying to, not even trying to go to one, trying to try to go to one. It's that once removed issue of like, I'm only thinking about it when I'm depressed. And when yes. I'm depressed is the last time I'm actually going to do anything active yeah, i'm that not is going to make a phone uh, call my journey yeah you're not gonna start googling like why am i depressed you're just like it doesn't matter <laughs> so you're just in apathetic mode like it doesn't matter right. just, this is how i am shitty old me um <laughs> and then the second you're not depressed you don't give a shit anymore and you're like great i'm not depressed anymore and it'll never happen again <laughs> problem solved. problem solved this so was the last time <laughs> i can feel it so my tip to you and our billions of listeners uh is just force yourself to just make that a little weird task you do one day when you are feeling good just as a like oh yeah like if you're you'd broken your leg when <laughs> you're like fuck i didn't go to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> I probably should have gone to the hospital. Like, yeah, I gotta. Yeah, your your brain's broken. <laughs> Go to the hospital. <laughs> but yeah, so sometime when you're not depressed, uh, you got some energy. Go for a jog. Come back inside. And be like, all right, I'm gonna look for people on my insurance. If you don't have insurance, right? You know, be prepared to spend some money. <laughs> uh, and the other thing, I teased it. I would uh, recommend for anybody interested in uh, what I was talking about earlier with like, hey, our brains are telling lies and this is how we do them. Uh, that book uh, is called Feeling Good, The New Mood Therapy, which was given to me by my good friend Tor uh, when he <laughs> caught me having a little mental breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> outside of a bar one day and he was like he helped me a lot he's a very good guy and then like a week later just gave me a brand new book he's like this really helped me i'm like oh thank you so much and it really helped me so thank you tor 
Uh, yeah. I would also say if you are looking for an accurate mm. view I don't of know where what this is going. Depression is like, hey, fire up that Netflix mm-hmm. and binge BoJack Horseman. Yeah, that's uh, I don't I, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but there's one episode in particular that well, so there's the second there's a lot of them. There's several <laughs> episodes that destroy me, but there's one in particular that's just like, yep. Yep, that's it. That's yeah. it's just like so fucking like I, I guess triggering would be the word for me, but just like that, like snap, like oh fuck, I've never had someone explain that that way before. It's yeah, uh, it's a very very good show. It also happens to be very funny. <laughs> so yes, get your jollies in, learn about yourself, <laughs> and yeah, we I think we did it. Yeah, you can. Uh... Follow this podcast on Spotify, mm. on Apple Podcasts, yes, please do. on Amazon Music. We're there too. You can uh, comment, rate, review, subscribe, mm. all sorts of wonderful things you can do yeah, to help why wouldn't us you? feel seen by you and yeah. to then help us get seen by more people. Oh, uh, yeah. We like you, but we would love more people. We more. <laughs> like your friends, if you know what I'm saying. Um, you can also follow this podcast on Twitter at How Do We Human Pod. Oh, we tweet those tweets. And you can follow it on Instagram at How Do We Human. Oh, we got that handle. Evan. <laughs> do you have anything else you got going on? Oh, I mean a little something. I've been I've been kind of trying to quit sugar lately, uh, which is very difficult. Uh, it is extremely uh, difficult. I that's why I think everyone in the quarantine time developed certain bad habits or just like really reinforced <laughs> bad yeah, habits. I, I tripled down on a couple. Oh God, I tripled down on sugar. It's been fun, fi- like to the point where I'm like I'm. I'm just making like 12 cookies every night and eating 12 cookies and then getting a candy bar too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. So, anyways, I've been trying. It's very fucking hard. I was trying to do little uh, sugar free candies. Uh, turns out those make you fart all the time. It's, uh, hey. it's a mess. <laughs> Nobody needs that in their life. <laughs> it's a mess. Uh, so I came up with a program. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to give everything away, uh, but if anyone else is out there trying to quit sugar like me, you and I talked thoroughly about, we, we love pranks. We, <laughs> we love a good prank. And, Can't get enough. And you can prank yourself, punk yourself into quitting sugar. <laughs> you're gonna prank yourself into quitting sugar you are going to put salt in your sugar containers and you're gonna forget about it and then you're gonna try to make cookies those cookies are gonna be bad (laughs) uh you're gonna go to sleep with a mound of whipped cream in your hand no salted whipped cream and someone's gonna tickle your nose and then you're gonna wipe it on your face and be like jesus Christ, what is this? <laughs> Salty whipped cream. You're gonna wrap a rubber band around the faucet nozzle sprayer on your, your faucet, uh, which, you know, you turn it on and it shoot water, but you're gonna rig it to shoot salt water in your mouth. And that's, 
It's going to get in your eyes, too. It's probably going to hurt. Your life's going to spiral into a living hell. Uh, And the reason? Sugar. I like it. I am also trying to, uh, you know, maybe not cut out sugar, but definitely cut back. Mm. Um, So, You can prank yourself into that. Please, please let me pay you to make my life a nightmare absolutely to to yeah just back off the sugar not fully quit we can just you know half cut these things with sugar <laughs> perfect you'll make your cookies and just be like hmm not hmm. quite <laughs> not, not quite <laughs> something's off <laughs> uh so that's uh yeah uh pranking with sweet cocks is the the name of the program <laughs> Uh, so if you if you want to experience that, go to prankandsweetcocks.com. Do you have that? Uh, do you have that uh, URL, or is it still through mattress man? Oh uh, no, this is prankandsweetcocks.com. <laughs> Perfect. Um, that was something else. Don't even. <laughs> I can't even say it on the podcast. I'll... So some people like they'll have it bookmarked already. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. That's clever. I'm gonna help them quit sugar. <laughs> <laughs> what what do you got going on? Uh you know, I'm doing something uh local. So Ooh. uh Live and local? you know, maybe in the future I can travel city to, to city and and do this. I hope so. But for right now this is uh strictly a Los Angeles area thing. Uh you know, with the um various lockdowns and quarantines yeah. and stay-at-home orders, people haven't uh necessarily been driving as much or as often maybe you you drive to the store true um but you're not going to work every day you're not going out to visit friends you're not going out to restaurants all those things so when you um are going to be able to do those things again you don't want to look like you haven't driven in nine (laughs) months to a year and a half uh, so I will be holding uh, driving classes to mm. help get you reacquainted with your vehicle because uh, you don't want to, you know, be the type of person that goes 20 miles in a uh, in a 40 mile an hour zone. You don't want to uh, forget what, um, you know, how to use a turn lane. Uh, you don't want to be the person that on November 16th at 2.58 p.m. was trying to turn on to Magnolia, but you absolutely did not have the right of way, and you almost hit a pedestrian and a podcast co-host. You don't want to be that fucking moron. So come take my class. I will teach you. Uh, and if I decide you're not a good driver, your license is suspended and we put up a billboard near your home publicly shaming you. That's expensive, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an expensive commitment. <laughs> well, just don't be a bad driver. Three billboards outside this jackass's apartment, am I right? <laughs> it's Sam Rockwell on the phone. Hello? <laughs> Wow, I guess I didn't realize you'd have a, a different voice uh, in all of your movies. Well, what was this? 
Goodbye. Okay, bye. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to call him back when I don't botch the uh, <laughs> opening of the phone call. I have to call under a different number. Uh, it was incredible that we got Oscar winner Sam Rockwell on the podcast. That's you know, uh, he's a listener. He yes yes he is. Sam, I've got dozens upon dozens of screenplays for you. Please reach out to me. Otherwise, I will... Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm still on the line. Get depressed. Oh, fuck me. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>